You're listening to Sweet Society, convos with entrepreneurs and executives about sustainability, growth, and discovering a quiet taste. I'm your host, Chuck Holiday. The show is powered by Sweet 929. All guests appear courtesy of Tech We Like. Good sponsor. You know how we do with that. This is the first show, and I had to start this off for somebody in my field because it is just fitting. Known this brother for a minute, off and on, through passings, a couple of other small dealings. Major producer, keeps it quiet though. I would say that, right? Yeah, you keep it very quiet. Humble guy, humble guy. I try. I try. Yeah, yeah, you keep it very quiet. He's involved in a lot of things, represents Red Summer TV. Involved in a few shows here and there. You know what? I'm not even going to say which ones because we'll talk about that. I actually watch them and I'm a big fan of those, but we'll we'll get into that in a minute. My guest today is Malik Bowie. What's going on, brother? What's going on, good brother? I'm well. I cannot complain. Seriously. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. I know these are... These are stressful things, man. <laughs> you know what it is, man. To actually talk about yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. I think we all, as producers, we, we make the decision to be behind the camera. So when somebody's like, hey, even if it's not on camera, audio, whatever, it's still kind of like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I say? Exactly, um, exactly. Um, I want to get right into it, man. How long have you been doing this? You, you, you're a TV producer. You're a storyteller. I consider you a storyteller as well. And, and please you. correct me. Man. Feel no, free right. to correct me here because, you know, hey, I'm, I want to make sure I get all this right here. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I've been doing this for, I would say now, 21 years. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. So you have seen it all. You have seen the transition into HD. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was, you know, I started at a camera. I was a camera guy at first. Wow. You know. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like the the Canon GL1 mini DV tape, you know, uh, waiting for dudes outside, you know, for artists to try to get, you know, pre-TMZ, put it that way. Yes, yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how that's I've been in the game a minute. Whew, that's a while. That's a while. <laughs> One of the things that you, you 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 do a lot of production in and out. You work for networks like Revolt and BET, correct? Yes. Yes. Because I, I believe that's actually where I, I'm familiar with you from. Right. Is, uh BET. I think we were doing involved in a pilot together. Getting into networks and you're getting into now having to appease bosses, there's a lot that comes with that. And have you felt that maybe you've had to compromise a little bit to make people happy? Or is it just one of those things where you, look, this is what it is? I've compromised a lot. Um, I, I. I compromise anything to set my integrity. I start there. You know, facts. Coming coming in the game, you know, and I did it. I'm not gonna say the right way, but there was a certain structure at when starting out as I did. Right, you come in as an either an intern or a PA. You know, you work your way up to AP, then segment producer, then producer, learning all of these different um, 
skills along the way. Um, and what I would do, uh, you know, between that and being a camera operator as well, because, you know, originally I was at, I was at MTV, the early days of MTV. Okay. VH1, um, working on, um, uh, Harlem Hoops was one of the first wow. productions that I ever worked on with, um, you know, that was the Rucker Park documentary yes. with Stefan Marbury, like, you know, yeah. and what I learned from that, cause I was a PA on that. And then the director is this, this, this really great guy that I kind of linked up with named um, William Hines. He, he knew that I had a love and an affinity for the camera. Okay. So he let me like the D camera, like, Hey, take this and shoot some cool stuff. You're still PAing. Um, because you know, on, on a, those type of projects, you can get as a freelancer with six weeks. Um, but if you're a camera guy, you might work two days a week for a couple months, right? Yeah. That's just kind of what it was. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I learned during that process was, um, paying attention to detail and how rich and important our culture was, you know, when the PA, when my PA gig was over and that was back to hustling for my next job, I went to the post house to drop off some tapes and the editors and the execs were sitting in there and they were having a hard time identifying people that were being, that were filmed. And I was just pointing them out like, oh yeah, well that's Joe the Destroyer Hammond. And that's, you know, wow. that's, uh, you know, that, you know, that's Zach Marbury. So they're like, oh, who, who's this guy? Oh yeah. He worked on the project. You know, you know, everybody. Yeah. I know everybody. I shot some of this stuff. Are you available? We could use you for another two months. Right. And yeah. that, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah, that is what I, what I learned was again, it was paying attention to, you know, to detail, um, knowing that <laughs> you can always be of, of service and you'd be surprised at what, you know, um, what kind of advice these, you know, bosses, execs, et cetera, will listen to. And as I've transitioned from just, you know, producing to owning my own production company and now working directly as third party with, you know, the network execs. Oh, and, and you know, cause some, some jobs are different. Some jobs are, hey Malik, this is our idea. We just need you to execute it. Mm -hmm. And some is, some are more of a collaborative, like, hey, this is like loosely what we're thinking. What are you and your team thinking? And I'm not gonna lie, I lean on, our in-house AP, our in-house PA, our in-house um, uh, 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 editor, because and they're younger, they're much younger. Yeah, you guys and that's a good thing. Cool. That's a good thing. Right. I mean, it's, it's a good right. thing to be able to have a team to be able to understand who understands and and who can collaborate with you on that. No, that, that's yeah. what team is about. Right. So you know, not to uh, you know, just to answer your question. Yes, there are times that I absolutely have to like, because it's, to me, I know that it's not always about my creative vision. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some, th some things are sponsored <laughs> by a certain company and it has is a t it has a total different feel to it. You know what I mean? Like it has Definitely. some things are like cool and hip hop and that'll say what you want and show what you want. Some things are like, uh, -uh we <laughs> that company can't show that. Yeah. And, and so it's like, OK, cool. But, it, you know, it's a, it's a cool juggling act. I'll say that. No, you know what? I think that that's a beautiful thing that you're able to understand the balance between really, as I like to call it, sometimes going a little rogue and then sometimes making sure that people are pleased, making sure the brass and the suits are pleased. Because at the end of the day, this is a business and you, know, you want to make sure that people are happy, 
it, it allows you to move into another situation. And something that I always tell people coming up, and, and you know, you can, I don't know if you want to agree with me on this, relationships are key to everything, man. Relationships are super, super important. Um, you know, honestly, some most of my clients that, that I have, some of my biggest and strongest clients are people that I've known over 10 years. And even when we were in the trenches together, whether working the capacity of camera producer, co-producers, supervising, whatever, I always made sure to be respectful. Mm -hmm. um, and just to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, we all want, we all want to do a, good, a great job, not a good job. We want to do a great job. Yes. And I, I would like to think that my, my, not just my resume, but, you know, my, um, uh, you know, my image speaks for itself in the business. When you hear whether it's Red Summer or whether it's Malik, you're not going to hear anything crazy. That's not what we're about, <laughs> you know? It's really my like, yo, those dudes, they get it in. They are <laughs> on time, within budget. <laughs> always trying, that's key. Always that's very to, key. That's yeah, very yeah, yeah. key. That always budget is to key. Push, always trying to push the envelope and do something new and do something innovating whenever we can. Because, you know, sometimes clients don't really allow that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, man. It's major yeah, key. tell me about it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, we just mentioned relationships and I remember working for Heavy D and Dio Blyden back in 96 at Uptown, I believe it was. And that relationship ended up transforming into something else when I bumped into Dio at um, Cesar, I think it was. And Dio immediately gave me like three projects when he found out that I was behind the camera. And, you know, back then I was just a, a session writer and a rapper. So it, that relationship helped. And then through that, he was able to get me other situations and gave me a publicist and, and things like that. The power of relationships, I fire, always try fire. to tell people, it is really, really, really important because you can carry that relationship from one aspect of your career to the next aspect and still evolve with that relationship and still continue to break bread. Absolutely. You know, some of my friends that are at and former colleagues that I was, you know, was in the trenches with at BET, some are at, you know, running, you know, I1 Digital, some are running Revolt, some are running BET now, some are over at Spring Hill. Like, you know, <laughs> the people that worked very closely with, had great relationships with. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, you know, as you continue on through the years, the circle gets smaller. You know how people say Black Hollywood is real small? Yeah. Black television is small as well. There's not that many players. Like, <laughs> very, <laughs> like, very few that know really, really know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Which so, is why usually everybody continues to get the same people continue to get hired over and over again. And it's not because of a blocking out the newbies kind of thing. It's really more of people want reliability. People want um, you know people that can come in and automatically adjust and get right into the thick of things. And that's something that you've been able to do with all of that experience. So obviously you're not going to have no learning curve to learn. You already, you, you're in there, you know what you're in there to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, I make it a point to surround myself with, you know, people who have even more knowledge than myself. Right. Mm -hmm. My business partner, Ramon Bug. I mean, he, this guy was um, one of the first producers on like 
all of the early MTV stuff, like mm -hmm. beach stuff with Tyrese and Bill Bellamy. Now, like, I want to say, like, say Club MTV as well. So right, mm -hmm. all of that, right? My my EIC, you know, Wayne Brooks, you know, he's I mean, he ran BT award shows for mm -hmm. years. Right? He ran it's funny because when I was a PA taking the bus from 1515 Broadway to the Hamptons wow. every morning just to just to be a production assistant on MTV Beach House. Wayne Brooks was one of the production managers running everything. And I didn't even know him at that time. Wow. Right? We connect years later. We worked through some projects at BT. I leave at a certain point, he leaves at a certain point. I need somebody from the money side, production side, to run it, and we make it work. You know what I mean? So, it, so again, between him, Yusuf Henry, these guys, they were in the production game ten years before me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, so there we go. No, and that's look, that's a beautiful thing, man. Like honestly, that's a beautiful thing to be able to, again, establish that you work with somebody. Somebody already knows your pedigree. They know what you're in there to do things like that. Skidding your company, Red Summer TV. Starting a production company is, is a lot. And I know this having started mine years ago. Um, this was before Sweet 929 when I had the Made Alliance and Right. Woo, yeah, yeah, man. It felt like a wrestling fight, man. Did you feel <laughs> any um, pushback early on or did you feel any kind of um, wake up and what the hell am I thinking type of thought process when starting? So I'll tell you this, right? First of all, the there's different branches now, right? Red mm -hmm. Summer Films is one of them. Okay. The main branch, the main hub is Red Summer Photo Plays. Because originally, <laughs> because the original film was a photo that played. Okay. So that's how we came up with the name. Okay. Right. Found it much longer ago than how what than the iteration of what we have today. Originally, it was myself and my my cousin Kai Crawford who directed and I produced. We mm -hmm. did music videos. Right. His name, mm -hmm. his director name was Fly Kai. We did. Uh, Akon Styles P, Locked Up, Young Jock, I know you see it. Definitely. You know, stinky Leg, like, we, we, we... <laughs> yeah, y'all were heavy out there. Y'all were really heavy we had, we, had, we had a nice little run doing these music videos, right? Mm -hmm. We weren't getting the bigger jobs that the, you know, Hype and Chris Robinson and those guys were doing, but we were... We, you still we, were putting in work, though. Oh, we, right, yeah, we were putting in work. We had, you know, we had stuff on rotation. Mm -hmm. Um, Music music business quote-unquote crashes of course that affects budgets yeah or music videos because now only the top artists are doing videos that are getting any money yeah pretty and much the bigger directors that were doing million dollar videos now they're taking what we were getting right? <laughs> and you know the difference between music the music business and television whereas in television if you give a client a great product they're gonna always keep coming back to you. yep always but with music it's like like we did Jason Derulo, I believe it was in my head, and then he pops off and he immediately goes to hype. Which Damn. no 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 shot or jab at him, but or he goes to a much bigger director. That's just the nature of what they do. Yeah. Right? That's how the music business goes. It's not all always necessarily that one artist, but it's the label, it's just the team. They're like, Oh, well, you did this with these little guys over here. Now you got bigger with sales, now let's go up here. Cool. Interesting. Uh, bro. Right. <laughs> so you know, we were dormant for a bit as a production company. But at that time, I was still working in television. I was still 
permalance at you know these different companies whether it was vh1 or bet etc etc but it wasn't until maybe like you know then a couple years go by my partner kai decides he wants to do something different career-wise and i say okay cool i'll just you know i'll buy the company and you know we're still that's family yeah we're family zero fallout this is you know i'm I'm gonna take it in this direction definitely I, i had always been working in television and i wanted to do more things in tv he was more of music videos he just wanted to focus on that okay so once i left bet you know honestly i did not i needed like six months to just kind of like figure out what i wanted to do again um i took some time off hung out with friends did some traveling and i was like you know i think i just i want to do some doc stuff yeah i haven't had a chance to really do it the way i want to do it you know you put these things out into the universe and things happen you know i get a call from a friend over at essence and the first call is like hey you know we have some eng stuff can you cover it for us i'm like yeah i can do that through my company then it starts snowballing to now i'm doing like their social justice documentary series Mm -hmm. you know um and then it you know it goes on to you know more and more more and more projects yeah um but what i found was that i had to bet on myself because it one it, it was time i was overdue for it and i truly believed that we were gonna you know as a company we were gonna be able to make some things happen i just i just knew it yeah and i got tired of uh just me personally you know how it is the grind of going into an office every day taking these you know the last my last three years at bt i was you know a director of a department and um for BT music, I would oversee a lot of the short form content from, you know, development to, you know, execution. Mm-hmm. But most of my day was administrative. None of it was creative anymore. Wow. You know, we start, you know, we start seeing, overseeing the team, you're, you're dealing with more budgets and, um, you know, ad sales stuff and deliverables and all these other meetings. But more importantly, it takes you, you know, but more importantly, it takes you now out of your strength. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, part of it because I thought of it that way, but then l- later, as I'm doing these other deals, I kind of needed that. Okay, right? okay. I, I think I, now I'm like, okay, now I, I needed to get that. Not all of that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was but I did need to have the. I, I needed that opportunity, you know, to sit with the quote-unquote suits. Um, figure out the best way to put these decks together, the best way to sell whatever product I'm trying to sell or, you know, however, whatever way I'm trying to angle or, you know, angle my company to be a cut above the rest and get that call first. Um, And and yeah, I I just, um, as as business grew and clients grew, um, you know, we would change in offices. One time, one way, one day, one day we're in a WeWork, the next two months we're in Green Desk, the next month we're at, you know, we get a, a two-year lease and then we move to a bigger building that has more space and mm-hmm. edit suites. It was just, I just kept pouring, you know, putting back into the company um, because that's the only way that, because putting back in the company was also putting back in myself. Yeah. You know. Agreed, agreed. Um, and, 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 and now we're here um, with 
with, with quite a few things going on. Yeah, you have a lot of things going on. Now, now am I free to bring up one program or? or... Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. absolutely. Can we bring up Off Top? <laughs> off Top, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I'm a fan um, of the show. I'm a big fan of the show. And, and I think one of the things I like about the show is how it's produced. And as soon as I saw the way it's produced, I said, ooh, this is a different level of presenting our culture. It's, it's a premium presentation. And I think that sometimes we feel, not we, but often people within our realm feel as if we have to present it a certain way. We have to present the culture a certain way. Right. And you look at this show and it's presented such premium noir style, very candid perspective. It almost feels, you feel like you're sitting there in Tigger's chair or in Rhapsody's chair. With, yes. yeah, literally, like just even yeah. down to the lighting. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, look, this this is not a, this is, <laughs> I'm saying this as a fan. I watch the show. You know, you. there's even artists on here who I'm not a fan of. I, I watch because the production, it draws you in alone, the production. It just, the presentation. Was this something that um, was thought about before? Or was this something that was put into place as the concept was coming in? Yeah, so it's kind of in the middle, right? This this was um, uh, they knew they wanted to do this show, they knew they wanted a hip hop show, um, and we came in from uh, as a company, um, really to help execute but collaborate, right? Okay. Um, the set was a compromise. Wow. I'll say that first. Right, wow. like I, everybody loves it though, right? Everybody loved this like rich, clean look, but it was it was a compromise because of what they wanted and what we were, what was able to actually be done in a timely manner. Okay, um, and you know a budget thing, of course, right? Of course, are, of course, it is what it is. I, what I what I what I do like about Revolt is that they do have a lot of young folk there, a lot of young I like young people with great ideas. Um, and it kind of brought us in to say, hey, look, let's put all of this together to make something really dope. Mm -hmm. Tigger, who was one of the uh, EPs on the show, some of it was his idea as well. You know, I've known Tig from uh, not even Rap City days when I was producing for Spring Blink. I would normally wow. do the, the Tigger shows, right? Mm -hmm. We do the pool parties at the mansion. Um, <laughs> wow. Counting, counting down videos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. That's that, that's me and Tig thing, you know. Um, I had met Rhapsody. Um, I had just met her when we were doing like the um like the like rehearsals and whatnot. Um, and I was familiar with um uh the, the, the DJ Nyla Simone. I had met her previously doing something else. Okay. Because originally she was supposed to like literally like be to the side and or oh, in the back. Yeah. DJ and they talked to her a little bit. And as we went on, it was like, oh no, this isn't a two host thing. This is a three host thing. This, this is how we're gonna do it. Um, but yeah, that that one was really, really fun. Um, it was really cool. I learned a lot when it came to like some of the younger artists, because I'm I'm not gonna lie, once I stopped doing a lot of the rap city stuff and mm -hmm. a lot of the music programming stuff at BT and, and moved into other directions, I wasn't I'm not in the know like that anymore. And that's understandable. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and it's funny because when I think of guys like, like drama, where he's like, I'm like, this guy, he knows his shit, yeah. right? Like, 
Like these guys are on top of it. I remember back when I was on top of it. I don't even know when it happened to where I'm not anymore. <laughs> so now I'm texting my son like, yo, who's this dude? Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's how I'm discovering some of these artists is through watching the show because I don't even listen. I listen to EDM now and jazz, so a little yeah. because of what I yeah. do. So yeah, so like you know, to to you know, Young Blue and those guys, and of course I knew um, I had heard of Conway before. Yeah, and some of those other guys, like I said, like you know, like um, uh, Young Blue and them guys. I was like, oh, he's he's dope. Blue Vangos, okay, okay, I dig it. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, it's it's just it's so cool just to see it presented. Just a very like you said, it's clean. It's very um, noir style, but very almost kind of like a spotlight. Real, it, it just really gives a, a focus on them without it being too in your face but then it just you feel like you're there it's, it's almost like a you, you feel like you're on the couch with them you know and that's something that yeah, that, yeah. That's the way it's shot is very intimate yes you know, we did not use studio cameras or studio lenses wow uh, our wow. lighting our lighting director our lighting designer i don't know if he wants me to call him designer or director you know he does a he does a lot of like um award shows and like he does stuff for the nfl in atlanta and he's like really really dope and it was a total you know again collaborative effort but he's like hey man look let me try this out come on let's do it yeah. I, and it, my thing was I, I you know we all wanted it to be different look different feel different because this wasn't you know your our or our uncle's version of hip-hop this yeah. is the new edition so it needs to look and feel that way and it does it really yeah. does it, it really gives it it just it has an identity and like you said it doesn't look like the older shows it gives a very new modern sleek but still representing the culture right feel. no absolutely and, and but also that's when you put tig and, and rhapsody together and they were they were a perfect pairing you ain't lying about that you know they they work together extremely well they do. You know, Rhapsody is, you know, and I've always been a fan of Rhapsody. It's funny because when I when I met her, um, uh, we were it literally it was like a rehearsal day. We were just kind of running through some things with Nyla. Uh, we wanted to hear how Rhapsody read certain things. We wanted to see how they bounce ideas off each other. I said, "Yo, Rap, I'm a big fan." Back your first A A three C performance. Wow. I was operator filming one of those. She's like, "Work like." yeah like <laughs> you know um, she's a sweetheart and um she's super professional um and she gets it like i love people that yeah, like, eat it, she you does know? you know and and she has a, the utmost respect for tig because i tell people all the time like it or not like Tigger is like he is the greatest hip-hop host that we've ever had yeah i mean i remember him back like, from his pgc days i mean he's that's, and that's no shot at anybody nobody has put in work nobody has that resume nobody has has had a longer running show than big ticket yeah i mean i remember when he was backing up lbd in dc so yeah, he goes wave and he was he was primed back then you knew he was that guy back then so there, there I mean, was never any he, denying he, on that yeah he because i felt like they did it the right way if you look at how he before he took over at rap city he was like a correspondent right mm -hmm. so he was he was he was earning his keep for a minute he was learning he mm -hmm. was he was being introduced to the audience he was learning under claire and les 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just so it makes sense that okay, now he slides in, and it was you know. So it, it was literally great became his show. It literally, which is a rare. You know, normally when you produce, when you replace people on the show. You know, you always become the replacement or the guy that came in after or whatever. And it literally became his show um, almost overnight with just everything. With everything. And, you know, I had a, you know, when Rhapsody ended, um, I, I produced the final episode. Oh, wow. I did not know that. In Atlanta. It was right. It was like during Hip Hop Awards time. And they had every, they had... I think they had every host, maybe but one on, like all of the hosts, like Chris Thomas, the mayor, and, and Joe Claire, Big Les, um, Mad Links, Q45. Like everybody was there, right? Yeah. Everybody has to have their turn. Everybody has to like say something. Host uh, Jay Nix, like like wow. you know everybody, yeah. right? And it's funny because I, I I always say like you know you could see who who was. Like everybody still looked to him like, yeah, we hosted, but this this was your show. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's respect. Um, and that's a, right, that's respect. And it's a special thing. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I, I liken it to like, you know, basketball, NBA, like you can have great guy individual talent that played for certain teams, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't care what nobody say. The Lakers gonna always be magic. Yep. I don't care who played yep. there. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to, you know, R.P. Kobe, Shot. That's always going to be Magic's team. So it, that's how, like, Tig is when it comes to, to Rap City. Absolutely. And, um, so for him to bring that over to off top and lend his talent to, to them over there, I thought it was cool. And, and it still bridges a gap. You know, he's from the, yeah. the I, don't, I don't like to say old era because I don't want to sound like, you know, we're old. But he's from the previous kind of era and then to be able to now bridge that gap and bring in, and then with Rhapsody, who does an incredible job, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and it just works. And I love the fact that they they speak. They speak to these artists, and they let these artists also speak, which is something you yes. don't get with a lot of the modern shows. So. Because it wasn't, Tig don't know how to do the salacious thing. He's not going to do it, and neither is Rhapsody. They're not going after the TMZ bite. You know what I mean? Which is, um, which is why the even Nyla, Nyla was very clear on some like, I don't want to go viral for the wrong thing. Yeah, and that was important, and we respected that because a couple times I was in her ear trying to ask her certain things when she was interviewing Soulja Boy. I'm like, oh, he said, what about Drake? I need you to ask that. She's like, no, I'm not asking him nothing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has become a safe space. Which is what yeah. sometimes you need for artists. We don't have a, and I say we as in the culture, we don't have a safe space. And, and that has become a safe space for artists, which, you know, for a while wasn't there, you know, in, in the right. face of a lot of the the uh, gotcha blogs and stuff like that, man. But Red Summer, the entire conglomerate, you're looking at big business ahead. We don't like to always say what's next because only one person has that answer. <laughs> but um <laughs> but looking at big business ahead man i noticed growth ahead i noticed some things you're probably looking at um what do you see for the next maybe year because I, I don't like to say five years because five years is just that's a game that's that's way too far ahead right um i mean so 
you know, we got a few, we have a few irons in the fire. Um, we're raps, you know, after doing off top, um, I got, the, we got the calls red summer to do the rap city, uh, 21 that aired right before the hip hop awards. Right. That was kind of like the pre-show. Definitely. Definitely. You know, um, and it felt good to do that. I was, I, you know, I have made posts, right. I didn't post a lot when off top was going on because the, I mean, part of it was because the way we gang shot it, like you shoot a certain amount of episodes within a couple of weeks and then you roll them out. Yeah. You know, weekly. But you know, when you in the thick of things, you're like, oh man, this picture with Conway, I got to line it up when his episode airs. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's a lot. Social it's producers, a lot. Right. I'm not even on it like that. But Rap City was a one-off thing and it felt good. I, I was, you know, when I posted about it, I was like, look, I'm back home, right? Yeah. Rap City was my first permanent, like job job at BET, right? Cause when I was there before, before that I was just kind of like freelancing on different shows here and there, you know, yeah. the top 10 celebrity couples, top 25 TV shows. Like I was working on those type of shows. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> and so I started doing Rap City and uh my era with rap city was you know dj um q45 mad links mm -hmm. and then i after when i ended i created the deal with myth hits and diamond cuts um so but for me going back to produce me going back to do rap city as an executive producer and director was a full circle moment it felt amazing i was back home we were able to rebuild the set um and it made perfect sense from a programming perspective for it to air right before the hip hop awards, right? It should, yeah. it should have always been the right? When you think Agreed. about it. But hey, it's all good. It happens now, so we're good. Baby steps. Um, and you know, it did amazing numbers. So we're coming back with four more episodes. Wow. Yeah, we're coming back with four more episodes before the end of the year. Okay. Um, you know, Red Summer, we had, we had an opportunity to, um, do a lot of work with Essence Fest last year. We directed mm -hmm. a lot, of, a lot, a lot of the performances. Shout out to Josine Doors. Yes, shout out to <laughs> absolutely shout out. Um, uh, we've done some great work with some. Uh, we picked up a um, ad agency as a client. Um, so we're doing some original content with them. That's good money. Uh, That's good money. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Like <laughs> <laughs> retainer money go ahead <laughs> um uh but also um I, I can't go without saying shout out to my business partner ramon uh, who um helped close the deal as we do this part we're in production right now for uh this parchment prison um docuseries with a and e wow um, wow so red summer that's a great look oh yeah i was over there a, a long time ago at a production deal there was, there was some great people over there yeah, it's through ITV, Good Caper, you know, it's a bunch of different, you know, mm -hmm. logos and names on it, but it's all good. You know, um, we started this right before the pandemic shut everything down. We were, you know, remember Jay and uh, Yo Gotti, they sued Parchment Prison for the inhumane conditions. Yes. Left and right. Yes. And, you know, we had done some work with them. We went out there um, through Rock Nation and this other agency, um, undercover agency to like film what was going on. We were met with a lot of uh, hesitancy and ne a, ne a real negative vibe to where, I mean, I'm just keeping it real. Like, no, we, I mean, hey, we, had, we had to worry about our safety. We had to worry about our safety, being in parchment. That's never good, right? yeah. Like literally like 
you know, like to where we had to have our security with us and we had to change Damn. hotels. You know, you know, yeah. they were running negative stuff about the company in the in the in the newspaper, like. Wow. wow. Right. So anyway, we kept at it even when the pandemic shut some things down. We went right back to it. Um, and now this project is going to see the light of day. We're doing pickup shoots over these next couple months. Um, but that's a real important thing um, because, you know, we've, you know, you know, so we've all done the cool stuff, the hip hop, but doing these type of, uh, producing this type of content is super important. Absolutely. And that's like, that's, that's something that's, that's coming soon. Uh, and it's, with, and you know, people don't, and, and I'm, you know, again, correct me here, but I feel like this is just as much a part of the culture as the other stuff. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's good that I think the, the, the positive about having all of these platforms is now we all have these opportunities to sh really showcase our work and, and, and get and get everything out there, you know, between the Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon. And, and I mean, aside from just, you know, Volt PT, um, you know, TV one. Yeah, so a lot of outlets right now, a lot yeah. of, a lot of, a lot of outlets. <laughs> a lot of outlets. Um, but, but yeah, what's, what's coming for us. Some we have, um, we have a mixtape documentary, uh, coming out very soon. Um, yes, yes. Um, I, I, I don't want to spill the beans, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that's, it's coming soon. Yeah. I, I've, um, I've, yeah, I, I actually heard the word on that one through, um, yeah. Yeah, through yeah my missus yeah okay right. um She's and um, out here, so. <laughs> and yeah we'll also um you know we had the opportunity a couple months ago to um produce the black women in hollywood special for essence wow um wow. well you know i always said that i wanted to get into the space of award shows i mean i've worked on enough of them right exactly exactly, like, <laughs> exactly. So it it's only right you know <laughs> my my yeah, I see wayne he ran them so yeah. let, let's do them um you know jesse collins shout out to him he got it locked over at bt with all mm -hmm. the you know he's doing you know yeah. will packer with the, the ostrich rest yeah. some we make sure we find our lane right <laughs> yeah oh yeah so, but, but you know uh, but but the beauty about this and i don't want to cut you off but the beauty about this is that you're able to now jump into some of these other spaces that sometimes may not look at us as somebody who could tell the stories but we could tell these stories and for you to be able to do that while still maintaining your integrity, that's key, man. That's everything, you know? That's yeah. everything. I, I think that's something that sometimes we, we forget about that, you know? The integrity is key and you're able to still bounce into some of these other lanes and do these things, man. That's that's the way only way to go, you know, I say, there's a saying that, um, you know, our culture is our equity. Like, it's worth so much. Yeah. You know? And I, I, it took me a moment to really, really realize that, you know, when people hire me for whatever it is, they hire me for, they hire me because of what they've seen in the past, of course, my resume slash real, but what I can bring to the table, you know? Absolutely. So I, I make sure to never let that get lost. So even when I'm dealing with a, you know, the ad agencies of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like they want, they want Red Summer, they want this, black production company to bring them some flavor so that's what we're gonna always bring 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I just consider it a production company because you've been doing it just in general. And yeah, and no, I mean, you know, you, you really look, I, I've seen, I, I see Red Summer pop up and, and I always give that, that, that self nod, like that's the homie right there. Definitely. So it's always good to see that, man, for real. I'm gonna get you out of here, but I want to ask if you, if you discovered an acquired taste through this journey, man, that, that, and it could be anything, man, anything, it doesn't matter what it is. An acquired taste. Ah, man. You know, there's always our busy season. Yeah. I always say in production, you know, things kind of do slow down, you know, end of the year till, you know, late January. But I, I think it's the, it's, it's, it's the vacationing now. And yeah. making sure that I can properly recharge. And as well as like, just, take a step back and like smell the roses enjoy yeah. my children um figure out what's next and and like realize that that's all also really what's important you know when, when we did off top we were we were coming off of essence festival going into off top and then doing rap city and there was a lot there was some overlap with these things it's a lot know? that's a lot and then right after that was my birthday, so I took like two weeks off. Right? Okay. We still had smaller projects in play, and I just kind of like passed it up to the announce team. But and that's when I really like took the time to like really vacate. Like Malik don't got his phone; he's on an island. He can't even be bothered for four days. You know, that is the acquired taste that I picked up from this journey. And you need that because in order for you to get to these these next projects, you gotta recharge and you gotta reset. And that's ironic that you said that because that's something that I learned as well working with um, Dwayne Rogers over at Rolling Out. And, you know, he had always mentioned me. Yeah, I take vacations at least once every three to four months. He said you gotta do it, man, to recharge. And at first I said this dude is wild, man, but now I get it. I totally understand <laughs> now. So <laughs> yeah, let me get absolutely. you. Let me get you out of here, man. Um, Red Summer, of course, and then you already said you have other other things underneath and, and above, so it's good to have you on, man. I appreciate this. Um, I don't take this for granted. Um, continued success, continued everything. I look forward to the next set of things you have going on as well as the stuff that you just mentioned. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I appreciate the hard work that you put in in this business. It ain't easy to stick around but it's actually much easier when you know what you're doing and you're true to it. It won't let, it won't let you leave. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I take it one day at a time, man. I, I bounced around a little bit, took a little bit of a break, man, but you know, I'm always, um, I'm always a fan first and that's all that matters to me. So, you know, I appreciate you coming on, man. You can catch Sweet Society airing on Spotify and Sweet 929 TV. All episodes are presented by Tech We Like. Signing off. <laughs>